Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 224. We're back. Uh, you got Ked here, Brownie. Brownie, say hi. Hello. <coughs> We're just going to hop right into this. Uh, before we yeah. kind of get into our answer on the news kind of thing, let's let's just fucking dive in. Uh, this week was a like a really, really black cloud on a game that I think that we all appreciate and that we all love. Uh, and the timing of it with like the NHL doing the ESPN and the TNT and like bringing in new fans. And now we have... Arguably one of the worst stories, I think, in major sports, probably ever. One of them, one top of five, yeah, for sure. like, easily. Um, the shit that went on with the Blackhawks, and, like, we've, we've been, we haven't really discussed it because we know that it's been there, and it seems like it's been going on for a while, and it almost seemed like nothing was ever really going to come out of it. I think people were kind of demanding Stan Bowman's job, like, as the season went on. And, uh, boy, let me tell you what, uh, this, this, is, this is some fucked up stuff. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, they drafted Kyle Beach in the first round uh, before 2010. 11th uh, overall. 11th overall, high pick. Somebody, you know, definitely going to be chipping in. And, I mean, dude, he, uh, their former video coach, we're not going to mention his name because he's fucking absolute scum of the earth. I, th- I think rape is the word to use, like, w- with what happened here. Um, essentially, what happened was I read a bit, a little bit of the report. They brought a girl back to the place. The girl left. And the video coach essentially told him, like, hey, I can kind of control your career. I can we, I can get you up in the league as well as I can just ruin you and uh, perform some sexual stuff and so on and so forth. So Kyle Beach ended up telling management about what's going on. They had several meetings, I guess, with people inside the organization, <clears throat> and absolutely nothing got done. So, and so essentially this 20-year-old kid who's trying to make the NHL, um, doing everything that he can to make the NHL. And guys, remember, like, 20 years old, you might be considered an adult, but – I mean, I'm still not mature, but I feel like the shit I do now, I wouldn't, or the shit I did back then, I would never do now. Like, I think I'm right, like totally right. into like what's going on in life as a 20 year old trying to make your dream, trying to make millions of dollars, trying to provide for your family, all these things, right? It's just sucks. It's fucking absolutely, it's brutal, man. And like the fact that people knew about it and the fact that nothing ended up, you know, coming from this until years and years and years later. Like, I, I guess one of the reports is that they didn't want to ruin the 2010 Stanley Cup championship. It's like, dude, I, I understand that that's a big moment for your franchise, but <clears throat> I mean, and sports are a lot. But I, to me, I think community is a little bit more important than fucking sports. So um, we can kind of get into this. I, I, I mentioned the video coach, uh, Kyle Beach. He comes forward, which, by the way, because in, in the report, it was John Doe, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, one. there was two. Yeah. Yeah. And then. I mean, the fucking dude, the ball's on this kid, man. Like, I was well, thinking about it. If, if that shit had ever happened to me, I would have bottled that so deep inside of me and never, and and it would have ruined me. 100%. Well, it did. It ruined him to a degree. I mean, yeah. you got to look at it. This kid was an 11th round pick. He was 20 years old. He played a handful of games in the AHL. I think four, maybe. He had like three goals in four or five games. He then got brought up to be a black ace for the cup run. So that just shows you what they yeah. thought of him as an impact player. He was big. He was strong. He was mean. He was a good power forward. And this guy was in a position of authority over him and had the the power over him to make or break his career, like you said. And it's, it's <laughs> gut-wrenching to watch the video or to read the uh, affidavit. And the reason that this that Kyle Beach came forward finally, he said in the interview, was because the video coach, after a bunch of stops, because the Blackhawks didn't say anything, 
ended up getting uh, arrested and pleading guilty to fourth degree sexual assault on a minor. And when Beach heard that, he did a Google and was like, I can't let this go on. Which, and that's what spurred him on. And and uh, we, we kind of talked offline about this earlier today, how, you know, if one person said something, I mean, that probably wouldn't have happened. To well, the, one to person the, did say something. The guy, Vincent, the skills coach from Boston, well, was the only guy. Well, I'm just saying, like, if this was taken care of when it should oh, have been. Oh, I'm sorry. Of, yeah, right, right. Um, there want to be another kid who's fucking absolutely traumatized by this. And it, like you watch, you watch like those serial killer documentaries and shit and tell like the cops are always like, Oh, we almost had him. And then he goes and he kills 10 more people. Right. Like this is exactly that. Except for you're not killing people. You're just fucking sexually abusing people. Cause you're a sick freak. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, as, like, all right. So I coached, we've talked about that. I I've, I've coached for, you know, nine years at the high school level, varsity level, which is no, I'm not equating it. I'm not that guy like, oh, when someone has an injury, like, oh, I got a bad knee. Well, how come he can't come back so fast? I get it. It's very different. But one of the things you are as a coach, you're not a parent and you're not a buddy. You're something in between. And one of your responsibilities, not only to develop the player and to develop the person, but you have to protect them in all aspects, on the field, off the field, on the ice, off the ice. Part of your job is to protect them, be it from injury, be it from mental stuff, be it from, and from a predator, of course. And I don't know if it's only in high school, but you're a mandatory reporter, which means if you hear something like this, you have to report it. It's mandatory. Right. And for all these people involved to look the other way or ignore it is just, it's God awful. It's, I mean, I can't think of anything worse, anything worse you could do. And it's, it's nuts. So stand woman, he's out as GM. Yeah. Uh, he also stepped out as Team USA president. I think Billy yeah. Garrett might be getting a shot at the title. Shout out to him. Oh, he, perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up. All right. So, Billy Garen is probably going to start up. There is a uh, sports safe report, an investigation into Billy Garen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Billy Garen was the assistant GM in Pittsburgh, the Wilkesbury Scranton head coach, Donatelli, Clark Donatelli, former Ruin. Thanks. Uh, he, he, groped and was ridiculously aggressive towards his assistant coach's wife one night, supposedly while drunk. The guy, the assistant coach, Shradkey, I believe his name was, went and reported it to Garen. Garen took it up the chain and did everything the right way. Of course, now, years later, it's with all this came out, it's getting back investigated. And Billy Garen came out and said, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he was like, I did everything the right way. I brought this all the proper channels player was ter- the coach was uh terminated and you know with you know whatever he was gone immediately right. no if ands or buts so a strong statement from a strong guy we've talked about garen's character many times but that's all the blackhawks had to do any one of these guys and all they're doing is like oh i didn't know oh i wasn't aware and it's all just cover your ass bullshit from yeah. the chicago management i'm sorry went off on a tangent Sorry. No, it, it is. And Al McIsaac, he's out as VP of Hockey Ops. Joel Quenville stepped down from the Panthers. And, and throughout the course of this thing, like the coaches had meetings of, you know, what to do with what's going on. So, like, he fucking knew. And what's, what blows my mind, like the, the optics of this, if you're the Florida Panthers organization, this had to have been asked about. There oh, had to have been, there had to have been, he must have just not told the truth because there's no way this guy gets a job. Quenville said the, he if, only found out about it this summer. That's poor shit. He was yeah, in the meeting. Yeah, I think in the reports, like it, like yeah, you know what I mean. And so somebody on the Panthers, either they didn't dig deep enough, or they confidently thought this was never going to see the light of day. Those I are think the it's only the latter. Unfortunately, it's the latter. 
Yeah. Um, Kevin Shevel Dayoff, he's a GM of the Winnipeg Jets. He denies any knowledge, and I guess they went through that, and they kind of cleared him from whatever happened with, with whatever it is. Um, John McDonough, at the time president and CEO of the Blackhawks, told the head of the HR after meeting that the group met on May 23rd and decided not to alert HR outside legal counsel as to not disturb team chemistry, which is – fucking insane to me like yeah. what an absolute scumbag uh opens an investigation into doc jim gary was a mental skills coach and team counselor allegedly told bleach that the abuse was his own fault you love guys going to bat for you that's fucking fantastic Dude, that guy that guy was the team counselor who beach went to like help me yeah yeah, I mean, that's your job, dude, is, is yeah. to help. And this video coach, he was allowed to resign. He got a $20,000 severance, a $15,000 playoff bonus. He was at the parade, had his day with the cup, had the name engraved, although now they're trying to get him off of the uh, the Stanley Cup, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, he was allowed to attend the banner raising ceremony, received the Stanley Cup ring, all in violation, all of which were completely in violation of the separation agreement. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Uh, video coach also tried to grow up an intern of the morning of the parade. Uh, he went on to work with USA Hockey, University of Notre Dame, Miami University. And at Howland High School, he was arrested and pled guilty to fourth-degree criminal sexual contact with a minor in 2013. Um, I guess the Blackhawks tried to get this case dismissed almost less than a week ago. Legal maneuvering, not trying to get this out. Uh, Brent Sopel and Nick Boyan have come out and supported Beach and have said that everybody on the team knew. There were reports of players ch- <coughs> chasing Beach around the ice, you know, giving it to him for this, saying different fucking slurs towards him and shit, um, asking him if he liked it. And then Donald Fear, the head of the NHLPA, says he was unaware of the accusations, but Beach alleges he was in contact with the Players Association. This Donald Fear guy, I mean, he, uh, he's, he's got to go. Like If everybody else is fucking going, dude, wouldn't you want somebody? And, and somebody brought this up, and it's probably going to be years from now because you just signed a big ticket. But if you want a head of a Players Association, would Robin Leonard not be the fucking perfect guy to go do that? Because oh, he's God, yeah. for the you know what I mean. That, but did you see Leonard reached out to Beach? They had a nice yeah. conversation, apparently. And that's the, that's the fucking thing, dude. Like the head of the NHLPA, like you told, you said earlier that the coaches are supposed to have your back. Like the association you're under oh, yeah. should be fucking looking out for these players. But like, that's that's a double edged sword, um, because it is, man. Because it's this is this is fucked up. No, 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 no. I'm just saying the head of the the head of the player association, yes, they are supposed to look out for you 100%, but they also it's almost like the NFL commissioner or the NHL commissioner, you still serve the owners. So they still serve the general players. <laughs> Do you remember when uh A-Rod wanted to sign that uh contract with the Red Sox yep. and the union wouldn't let him. So they don't always take care of the individual, but this is a very different case and I told you before when we were talking before we started recording Everyone involved that Beach went to that did nothing <laughs> should never be allowed in a rink again. I would agree with that. And I and I think you kind of bring back some old school punishment on this video coach, like some old school punishment type shit. Because to me, people that are out there doing shit like that, yeah. fuck, chop that shit off. Fuck that guy. Absolute scumbag human being. And I, I don't I don't honestly don't even give a fuck that I said that. Like no, no, no. You I, I agree with you. Like just abusing a 20 year old fucking dude. Like it just, I wish somebody would have fucking like said something or somebody would have told Kyle beach, like, Hey, like you don't have to fucking do this or something, something to fucking help this kid out. Well, you wish one just, other, if all the players knew, I mean, big buff was there. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't mean to, no, I know. Buff you mean. Just cause he's a big fucking house of a guy. Like 
and and he has that like I I just have the impression of like guys you play with you stick up for your buddies, like if Beach was like upset one day and one of the players was like what's wrong and he's like dude I don't know how to say this and he tells him and then he just go in there and just beat the shit out of the guy and it's you know it's yeah. all brought to charges and the guy gets arrested and he's kicked off the team and yeah. none of this will be going on and yeah. what's what's really upsetting is you look back Theo Flurry, yeah. Wes Walsh, Sheldon Kennedy. All these guys. And it's like every time this happens, it's like, oh, this will never happen again. And what blows my mind, and maybe it was just a different time back then, but like it, it, almost, seemed like, it almost seemed like the Chicago Blackhawks were like embarrassed of this. Whereas if they just did the fucking right thing, optics wise, people would be praising them for what the fuck that they did. Like, it's I don't so understand like why you do the right thing. Always. Yeah, it's fucking insane because I because they didn't do it because of optics. That's the right. only reason that didn't happen. And, and they're thinking, oh, this is going to be bad PR for the organization, whatever. One, who gives a fuck? And two, if you handle it the right fucking way, yeah, you're going to get a little bit of backslash. But one, you know, people are going to understand you did it the right way. And two, you're fucking helping out your guy. Like, that's you not only helping out your guy. guy. Every single person that this guy accosted from the moment Beach went upstairs to tell his story forward is on the Blackhawks. I think so. Yeah, 100%. And, and it's fucking super disappointing, man. And like, Oh, do, you remember, do you remember at the draft? I think it was at the draft they brought up all those girls and shit to like do the uh to do their pick. Like it was so in your face. Like oh, we're really? trying to be the good guy. Yeah, they're they're just fucking. They're so stupid and just fucking bad people. And it sucks because our game's finally out there, dude. You're finally and shout out to Bucci and all those ESPN guys because they're they're fucking talking about hockey now and like it's cool. But now it's like, well, fucker, come well, no, no. on. What you said though makes me think. So it wasn't coincidence that this all came to light when the ticket with ESPN and TNT is uh, is on hockey, right? The view from these networks. And yeah, we make fun of, you know, ESPN's coverage and, you know, biz and stuff at TNT. There are legit serious reporters at those networks. And I wonder if the extra focus that hockey is getting helped bring this to light. Yeah. You know? I know that there are a lot of reporters that felt bad that they didn't ask the questions that they needed to ask and shit like that. It's just like, feel bad all you want, dude. But if, if somebody is a good human and at the end of the day does something that a good human would do, none of this shit would be happening. That's what it comes down to. Just a fucking scumbag organization. And I know Jenkins, who's our Blackhawks writer, he's looking elsewhere. Oh, and if you haven't, get on our know. website and read Jenkins' is, uh, Jenkins's? Jenkins. Jenkins blog Jenkins. that he wrote about the horror show that is this is it is single-handedly the best thing i've ever read on the morning skate it's uh it's powerful and yeah no it is. and it's just disturbing that this shit happens like it fucking sucks like and it's one other thing i've been on some wild conversations the last few days online for those of you that say this guy was six foot and a big strapping young guy how did he let this happen he should have kicked his ass fuck off yeah this guy was 20 years was, old He's 20 years old. He's trying to make the team. And this guy had power over him, even real or imagined, that rendered him helpless. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Terry Crews, right? You know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude Terry. does kitty dances. He's yeah, yeah. yeah, But he's huge. Former yeah. NFLer, a monster of a man. He was sexually harassed by a Hollywood producer who had more power over him, and he felt helpless to save it. And he's a six foot four brick shit house. He's a just human. a muscle. He's just like one yeah, giant muscle. Right. So if if you're in the camp that says he should have done something physically to prevent this, 
Don't fucking read my blogs. Fuck off forever. Yeah. Don't watch the Bruins. Don't fucking watch hockey. The sport does not need you. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's nice to see all these Blackhawks and stuff. And I'm trying to like shine some sort of positivity. Hopefully that there's just major changes there now. And it sucks that you have to even like fucking ask that. But from where they were a couple weeks ago to where they are now, I'm sure it's gonna get a little bit better. So every day it's gonna get better. You it can't grow you 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 shine the light of day on it to make things not fester in the dark. And the old, and this explains what was going on with the Blackhawks, I would imagine, to a degree, the first two weeks of the season. And maybe the guys on the team now can put this behind them and move forward. And maybe when Bettman reaches out to Beach and they're supposed to have some meeting, maybe he'll say to him, hey, when your career is over, maybe you can head up, you know, or something, some, something <clears throat> and try to give back in a way to Beach for all he's lost. You, you see, know? I'm a huge grudge guy. I would tell the NHL to fuck right off. But you're right. He's trying maybe, to do the right thing, maybe, though. Maybe there's something that, I don't know, it, you try to spin it so positively because it's such a completely, utterly fucked up situation. But that, but yeah, right. I mean, and hats off to Kyle Beach. He, he, who knows how many people he saved. <clears throat> Seriously. And it's, it's nice to, it's nice to see a professional athlete who, you know, makes millions of dollars and this and that. And it's like, if it can happen to him, who the fuck else can it happen to? So right, exactly. it's, it's, it's nice to, Nice that he, I mean, the courage, honestly, like, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So, wow. shout out to Kyle Beach, uh, yeah, thinking sure. of you, buddy. And yeah, so let's move on. Week three, NHL, NHL in the news. Let's play some music and then we'll get, we'll get there to go. Work. Get it going. All right, guys. First on the docket. Uh, Wait, NHL. happy Halloween. Happy oh, yeah. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, uh, that's right. Happy birthday. That's right. I'm 31 years young. I had a kick-ass weekend, dude. Uh, really good weekend. We just won our beer league game. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, <laughs> yes, happy Halloween. And you know what that means. That means fucking Thanksgiving's next. And you know what that means. That means Christmas is on deck. So, yeah. pumped are in the hole. They're in the hole right now. So, yeah. it, it'll, it'll – uh, I'm pumped about that. Brownie, so – as a as a dad, what's yeah. Halloween? How, what's Halloween like? Well, I know this year might be a little bit different, but is it something this, well, you get fucked up about? It's been tough because last year was COVID, obviously. Mm -hmm. and the year before, she was still a little too young. We all went out as dinosaurs. Family, you know. Family. Oh, I gotta get a picture of that. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, with a buddy of mine, his family, we all went together. Uh, unfortunately, my daughter is sick, so this weekend. She missed the cider fest. Where I sent you the video of that, of that contraption my buddy Sick. made. Sick. Yeah, we should post that on the IG for Halloween. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's this contraption to make cider. She missed that, and then today trick or treating. Oh, excuse me. Unfortunately, she missed that, but she'll be okay. She's resilient. Um, <coughs> she's sick, and it is, it is what it is with little kids. But uh, do you do you live in like a, a neighborhood? Yeah, oh yeah. We live on a quiet uh, road, which is a dead end. So we don't get a whole lot of trick-or-treaters because they don't come down unless all the lights are on, you know, which right. I understand. Yeah, but yeah. we have some families in town here. It's a very small town where we live. And we have some families in town that we go trick-or-treating with typically. And they're all right around my daughter's age. Dude, uh, you should you should hit those guys up. And when the daughter's feeling better, be like, hey, do you mind if we just fucking one night would just come over and you give her like a little bit of candy? Because they probably fucking do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they would. And should we have candy here that I, if she wants to get dressed up, we'll do that. And all my neighbors are super cool <laughs> on the road. So 
But yeah, no, next year will be a big one. And we'll go out with all our friends and all the families really get into it. My one buddy lives on the uh, kind of a main road. He decorates up his house. It's awesome. He had a uh, skeleton on the roof with a fishing rod and a spider and stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, you, it's uh, down, so it's nice. Do you guys all go out with her? Like, it, okay, you haven't really because of the COVID. So next year, fucking everybody's ready to go. Everybody's fucking full health, ready to go. Do you both go? Just one yeah. stay home? Do you hand out candy? No. Like what happens? We will, we will leave a bowl of candy. Take one, which never happens. No, I don't even put a note. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Take the fucking bowl. Yeah, there'll be a bowl of candy, and we'll bring the dog with us so he's not going crazy. Smart. And we'll all be in costumes, and my daughter, we let her, we say to her, what do you want to be? And that's how we all end up as dinosaurs. That's cool. Yeah, so that's how we do it. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah, it's fun. So happy Halloween, guys. Yeah. Now. NHL in the news. Uh, the game of hockey is better when Sidney Crosby's back and the kid's back. He logged over nearly 19 minutes in his first game of the season. <clears throat> they lost 4-2. They say he's dash three. So yeah, trying, dash trying three. To, Tough look, Sid. Trying to shake off the rust. Hey, <laughs> I'm not worried about it, Penguins fans. And the Penguins have been no. doing pretty good with the fucking Sid the Kid and Gino out of the lineup, too. So if you're a Penguins fan, you got to be pretty pumped about that. Um, Just to see him back. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean – I think Connor McDavid's probably going to be the best offensive player that we've ever seen in our generation, at least for me. But I think overall complete player. And they say that it's so true, dude. Sidney Crosby's just a grinder who's elite at everything. Because, like, he he can fucking throw hits. He can fucking back check. He's always in the right spot. He can distribute. He can score goals. Like, Sidney Crosby is the most complete hockey player I think I've ever seen. Where Connor McDavid's definitely more offensive. So and you cannot gonna, argue Bergeron over Crosby. No, 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 no. I, I just slid that in. I'm not going to – I mean, Bergeron's right there. It's like 1A, 1B. But um, <laughs> I was at uh, – uh, actually, me and my wife's first date was a Penguins game, and I was at, at Bruins. And I was actually at a, at Sid's first NHL tilt. Hold on. Hold on. Your first date with your wife was at a fucking Bruins-Penguins hockey game, first ever game for Sidney Crosby? No, no, no! It wasn't Sid's first game. I was—I happened to be at Sid's first, first. No, no, not his okay. first game. His first tilt was against uh, uh, Alberts, Andrew Alberts at okay. Boston Garden, and I was at that game. But no, me and my wife, our first date was uh, Pens at Bruins. I mean, bro, you can't draw that up any better. What a first date, man. That's you're a fucking look at you, you little schmoozer. I love I love hearing that. Uh, but it's nice to see Sidney Crosby back in the lineup. Now we're going to PK Subban, the slew foot tour. This fucking guy. Ryan Reeves, Milan Lucic. Did you I see guess the only thing I can respect is he's doing it to guys who can cave his face in. Other than that, yeah. like there. Did you see this one? Yeah. I mean, dude, it was just I'm sure I don't know the how corner. they call it tripping. I really don't. <clears throat> I mean, it's just – it's the second one, man. Like, how many times is he going to do this before they're like, hey, stop? I think he fine, I think he got fined for this one. Oh, did he get fined? I just saw he got two minutes for tripping. I didn't see I, any I might have made that up. I'm sorry. I'm not prepared. I might have made that up. We'll cut no, it's all right. Um, but – It's kind of how we roll. I mean, I don't know how – I mean, I understand how Reeves didn't beat the wheels off of him because he was hurt, but I don't see how Lucic didn't stand up and just – Go fucking meet <laughs> my him. theory is that Luchik was so stunned, like he was like, Did you just slew foot me? <laughs> yeah, know? I think he was so surprised. It's uh, come on, PK man, and it sucks because like he is an ambassador for the game and the shit that he's done in, in Montreal with like the children's uh hospital and all oh, yeah. that. Shit. Like, he's a good dude, he's listening to him on spin chicklets, talks about yep. the kids. It's like, dude, fucking stop being scumbag. That he's easy, great bro. on Instagram, he's a great follow online. He loves working out, dude. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely does. <laughs> um. 
this was fucking cool. The St. Louis, Colorado, oh, yeah. the rivalry didn't know it was really there, but they didn't forget about Nazim Kadri's hit on Justin Falk. Well, if you, all right. So if you were Justin Falk, would you have forgotten about that hit? No, absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. And somebody else fought him before, right? Haven't they played before? Braden Shen, I'm pretty sure went after yeah, him. Yeah. Shen went after him. Yep. I love seeing that. I didn't know Justin Falk had that in him. Like that was fucking pretty cool to see for first shift. First and what went right up to him. Yep. Like that was fucking cool. And Kadri, like, I feel like the ref should have. I understand you have to. Well, first off, the instigator rules should go away for, <coughs> for forever, anyways. Yeah. But I understand the refs, but you have to look at the circumstances. I don't think Fox should have. I understand. I understand by the letter of the law what he did was instigating. However, with the history surrounding it, the refs the refs get game notes too. They should have known this was coming. Don't give him the extra. Sometimes you put the fucking book away because what's yeah. right, right? Like exactly. your fucking head, dude. Exactly. Um, it was forty seconds in. Uh, yep. that, and Kadri, you know, he's not not tough, dude. Like I forget he fought somebody he just, on the Rangers and he fucking dusted him. I forget. Oh no, he, he can was. fight and he yeah. can play hard. And if he just would take out that fucking five percent of his game. Where he's a fucking donkey, he'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It, it is what it is. And then Bennington had another temper tantrum. <laughs> I uh, I'm not I, a Bennington guy, but this one I liked. Swinging sticks, almost. No, like, no, no, no. If no, no. Swung, I'm just saying, bro. Like that swing, that swing of the stick at Nazim Kadri or whatever. The, the swing, I think I think the swing was five death. feet away. It, it wasn't matter. even close. I guess, but if I'm on the ice and somebody does that to me, I think I fight to the death. Like, I, like fuck you. Maybe. I, I took it as he was like, oh, that's how dirty you are, and I'll do this. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. <clears throat> Actually, to be perfectly back. honest with you, though, Bennington and Kadri, you could fight to the death and both die, and I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Here's you know, the thing. To be perfectly fair. B- Bennington, he's a wild card. Yes. But I need to see him actually fight before I give him the respect of, like, being a tough guy. He does well, it all the time. If like, you're a St. Louis fan, you just want him to stop all the fucking nonsense and stop the puck. I mean, I guess. If he was my goalie, I'd be cool with it as long as he actually fought somebody. Be do- like, if you want to be Patrick Waugh, be fu- you want to be Ron Hextall, be fucking Ron Hextall. Don't do this fucking shit. Like, next Tim time. Thomas stuff is blocker in people's faces. Like, if he actually hit Kadri with that stick, he would have been suspended like 30 games. But I'd be like, okay, I guess, I guess he is tough. <laughs> like, holy shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, so that's what we have. Nice little rivalry back. Uh, Did you see when he shot the puck at Kemper, too? That was yeah, great. Yeah, fucking <laughs> clown. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. The, yeah, the, the Kuznetsovs. So Kuznetsovs streaking down the, the ice. Dylan Larkin doesn't have a stick. The equipment manager, like, here's a stick, and Kuznetsov skates directly into it. Uh, I, I'm a huge equipment manager guy. There, I mean, Mitch Marner scored, and then maybe it was Jake Gensel, somebody on the Penguins. It was last year where – like, it was Sid. Somebody yep. skated to the bench, grabbed the stick. It's fucking cool to see. I yep. think this guy wanted it too bad. And uh, it, it fucking pretty funny. Listen, then, like much like the Tampa Bay Lightning, not enough bad things can happen to the Washington Capitals to make me happy. <laughs> so yeah. Kuznetsov getting fucking clotheslined by a trainer is, yeah, feed me that all day. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's Cider, by the way. Uh, he wears 53 in honor of Herbie the Love Bug Disney movie. I saw this report. I don't know what that is, so I didn't know if that was cool or not. So, Herbie the Love Bug is an old, old movie that they remade with uh, Lindsay Lohan before she went off the rails, when she was Mm -hmm. like a tween. Um, It's like a... I'm trying to remember. It's like a (coughs) magic, like, love bug. You know, like like punch buggies, you know, like the VW bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Volkswagen. So there's a there's a Herbie the Love Bug is a I don't know it's Halloween I guess you could call it possessed uh, punch buggy or VW bug and it was number fifty three and I guess he loves the movie so much that's why he wears fifty three. I mean I guess that is pretty cool. I mean it just I I think it just speaks to how Detroit is just. They're just a little off center, and I, I, I I'm it. here for it. You know, dude. I, I was talking to uh, Big Red. He, he blogged for us for a little bit. He did fancy hockey. He's on my, uh, on my beer league team. And we were talking about the Red Wings at uh, lunch day. We had beers and chicken wings. It was a fucking sick time. Uh, and he was, we were talking, and like we both agreed they're not going to make the playoffs. But they were like, holy fuck, man! Like he's excited, and it's nice to see Red Wings fans be excited. He was talking up Tyler Batuzzi, dude. Like yeah. I, we were talking about the vaccination thing. He's like, well, dude, if team Canada comes calling, I'll think he'll get it. I'm like, you think he's going to get the call? And he's like, dude, I don't know. He's been that good. Like he's, he's yeah. been better and better. Well, each year. I don't think he'll get the call, but like fucking still cool. And yeah. if Mackenzie Blackwood's getting the call, Tyler Bertuzzi should probably get the fucking call. I, yeah. I would think Bertuzzi would get it ahead of Blackwood, but you know, I know different positions, but if right, like right. Blackwood's getting invited, but mm-hmm. uh, if you're a Red Wings fan, again, I don't think they're making the offs dude, but it's fucking it's pretty cool to, to watch like a young team kind of, you know, grow and hopefully we'll, we'll see them. And Dude, I, I'm psyched. They're them. playing, they're playing the Bruins Thursday. I'm psyched for that game. It'll be a good game. Yeah. Uh, Seattle Kraken, the first matchup in 102 years in Montreal, they won five to one. Uh, the ice crew wears fisherman outfits. I think that's kind yeah, of, what's cool the name of that market? market? Pike's place. Is that what it's called? I think so. Will they throw the fish? Mm-hmm. That's what the so that's what the ice crew wears. There's no there's no girls out there in short skirts. They got fisherman pants on and like wool sweaters. Hilarious. <laughs> the three stars toss salmon stuffed animals to the crowd instead of mini hockey sticks. It's kind of a nice touch. Tanev was doing the the terrible towel type way. Tanev was a fucking psycho. Uh, oh, Stanley- oh wait, speaking of Tanev, I know this isn't on our our list, but have you seen what they do during the game? You know, like you know how like they do kiss cams. Yeah. Oh, they do the Tanev. A genius. Yes, they put up his face and someone else, and they have to try to replicate those eyes. Yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely, dude, it's fucking hilarious too because yeah. people like get into it. It's people like taking off their glasses. It's 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 uh, it's pretty fucking funny, man. Um, and then the Stanley Cup banner. I don't. Did they win a cup like way back? So the Stanley Cup banner is hanging at the Climate Pledge Arena because when they were the Seattle Metropolitans, they actually won the cup in 1917, and they were the okay. first U.S. team to win the cup. They were only uh, only in the league for what nine years? Is that right? I'll yeah, tell you what, dude, that would have been a hell of a trivia question because I wouldn't have gotten that. Well, you could still use it. Would you have had that first American team to win a Stanley Cup? You would have had not a fucking chance. Not a chance. No. Nope. And I'm. I think I probably would have said Detroit. <clears throat> I would. I. I would have thought Boston, but you Boston Bruins fans would have let us know that every single fucking day. <laughs> I, I don't know. Kind of, kind of a cool thing that five hockey hall of famers. I think Seattle's doing it right. Their, their yeah. fucking rink is really, really cool. The camera issues, I guess was brutal tonight with the Rangers game. I haven't really gotten a chance to watch, but everybody's talking about that. Uh, they're a hard team to play and who knows if they're end up making it. Well, also, they were built. You, 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 we talk about the eyes plan, the team, you know, built in the mold of Stevie wise teams in Detroit. If Ron Francis <laughs> builds the Seattle Kraken in the mold of how he was as a player, they are going to be a pain in the balls for the next 15 fucking years because that's how he was. And I love their jerseys, dude. Like, oh, I think their the colors are great. And I feel like they definitely have, uh, like, if they came out with the third jersey, I feel like they could have some fucking fun with it. They probably will. I mean, they can at any point. You're allowed to do one, I think, at any time. Yeah. I mean, it's something that 
Holy fuck, this is true. Okay, I'm, I have a fucking stat for the Rangers. I didn't know if it was true or not, but I looked it up. But we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Morgan Riley, eight years, 7.5 mil. Yikes. I, You know what, dude? I don't know, though, because I know he's not Adam Fox. I know he's not Charlie McAvoy. But he's. I think he's the number one defenseman. I think he works hard. He has the A on his chest, so he must be respected in the locker room. For seven and a half, I don't really think seven and a half is – all that terrible the it's years, the eight kind years of gets me. Yeah, the eight years is bad, but for the amount of money he's making for Morgan Riley and Morgan Riley, he's a good fucking defenseman, dude. I feel like he's kind of underrated. Maybe he's like overrated because Toronto thinks he's sick, but like I don't really follow the Toronto market all that much. But I don't know. What do you think? I'm trying to, I'm looking up right now to see how old he is. He was born in 94. God damn it. We're gonna have to do the math. 27. 27. So he's gonna be 35. Yeah, maybe. It's just that they're so top heavy. Yeah. You know, and is Morgan Riley, again, if they're going to invest that kind of money, he should be a McAvoy. He should be a Fox. But then again, no one seems to think Seth Jones is worth his money either. So, I mean, he's been atrocious. All the stats are kind of saying that too with, with Seth Jones. Yeah. Um, Five players make up over 58% of the cap hit. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Riley. Muzzin and Brody, both $5 million plus for this year. Did you year. know that? No. Nah. I, I knew I knew Matthews, Marner, and Tavares. No, no, no. I mean the the thing about Muzzin and Brody. I didn't realize that till I looked it up. I was like, wait, they're making how much? Yeah, I mean, TJ Brody. I, I again, I'm kind of I'm okay with both of those. Well, two. I like TJ Brody. I like TJ Brody for five million for sure. But in in when you put it in perspective <laughs> of the rest of the team, you know, it's like that's a lot. You know. Yeah. No, it is. Especially, yeah, with all the other fucking contracts and shit. Hey, listen, you put Toronto with my other two, Tampa and Washington. Toronto can shoot off into the sun for all I care. Fair enough. All right, guys, my favorite part of the podcast, Rangers Talk. Uh, <laughs> they recently played their most complete game the other night in a 4-1 or 4 nothing victory, Igor Shosturkin. It was kind of fucking weird. Elvis Merzing. Elvis, I'm just going to call him Elvis. The goalie for the Blue Jackets, with the final 20 seconds of the game, he told his team to keep the puck in the zone and then gave Igor like a shout-out for the shutout. I've never seen anything like that. I talked to Hal about it. If I was on the bench, I would be fucking fuming. Like, there's still 20 seconds left in the game. You're just going to sit in the what corner. What was the score? It was 4 nothing. but you just sit in the corner of your fucking zone. Like, that was, I thought that was fucking really weird. They must and be. Like, are they from the same country? I don't think so. And like Igor played well, but that was the most complete game the Rangers played. So it wasn't like he had to be like dominant. It wasn't like yeah. he fucking made 80 saves in the goal. Was that his first shutout this season? I, I think, but also more talk to Igor. I just found this stat and I didn't believe it. I thought somebody was fucking me. And then I looked up his stats. It's true. Igor has now appeared in the same number of games as Henrik Lundqvist rookie season, 53 games. Hank had 30 wins a 922 save percentage and 1,369 saves. Igor has 30 wins and 923 save percentage and 1,484 saves. Wow. So I didn't know that. That's a hell of a fucking stat. And like you're seeing it, dude. He is he's good. I'm I'm worried about him staying healthy. I hope he can. So wait, that was boy. the first the first 53 games of his career. Is that what that yeah. is? So Lundquist did it in one season to show the durability, whereas Shesterkin's doing it over a break. Right. So that's the only real hiccup to the stat. Really. But I mean, but that's still pretty fucking good. Oh yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. But um that's just even yeah, and now in light of what you just said, that just makes it even more puzzling on opening night with <coughs> Georgiev. Yeah. Wait, Georgiev, yeah, I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name, he's fucking awful. 
Um, but the Rangers, they got Ryan Strom back. They got Coppa back. Coppa looks fucking good. Again, I mean, I think he's going to be – and what's kind of nice is he's not really putting up points yet. So when they have to end up signing him, I don't think he's going to get as much as he, as he fucking should because I think he's going to be a hell of a player. Uh, Lafreniere got uh, called out by Coach Gallant after uh, their loss to Calgary saying that, you know, Lafreniere needs more out of him. The next day Lafreniere was interviewed, and he's like, he's absolutely right. Next game goes Cassidy and scores a goal. Cassidy did the same thing with Pasta. Yeah. Yep, next game goes and scores a goal off of – did you see this pass that Adam Fox gave Lafreniere in the one? Yes, oh, yes, come yes. on, man. That was no, listen. You don't have to sell me on Fox. I, I've I've actually watched some Rangers games, and he is worth he's worth the money. <laughs> he did deserve the Norris. He he is filthy. He's I almost know. worth the price of admission just watching him. The shit that he does every game. It's like, and he's a little fucking dude. It's not even yeah. like he's bigger, like that powerful of a skater. It's just the shit that he can do, dude. It's insane. Yeah, and he, he does. He is great. You know how they say hockey IQ and hockey awareness. He does have that in spades for sure. That's insane. But uh, I think the game's 1-1 as of right now. They're playing the Kraken tonight. It's getting a little chippy. Nils Lundqvist was giving the night off. They put Tenorti back in. Um, yeah, we're going to see Kreider scored again tonight. So Kreider, I mean, maybe this is the year Chris Kreider fucking puts it together and puts up 30. Who knows? I would fucking love to see it. I, I don't want him to have the seat, but I would love to see him put up 30 goals. Um, and I don't know. It's kind of nice. It's like one of those things, and, and I wasn't a Quinn guy, but you have to think, like, maybe if we had, like, these gritty-type players, you know, for the last couple of years, I, I don't think that they would have been – it would have been developmental for the kids or whatever, but it, it's crazy to see once you finally do throw in these players what more of a complete team the Rangers are. And, and it's, it's night and day defensively fucking defending each other. Like, I think – it was weird because I don't think David Quinn could have had those players with the young players he had, and then it wouldn't have been different. Maybe this was the year to bring over these guys, or maybe you wait a year and then do it after that. But I don't I, think Quinn was the right coach for the gig. I don't think he was the right coach for that spot. I think he needed to take over a veteran team and fail once before he could be successful. Yeah. I think the fact that you that the Rangers had so many young kids, they were like, he can do it. He did it in college. It's a different beast altogether. Yeah, and we and, need Ryan Reeves yeah. to get healthy, by the way, because Greg McKegg is playing way too many NHL games for a team that's going to be competing for a Stanley Cup. So uh, if if they make the playoffs, they're playing really well. If I'll tell you what, dude, if Igor keeps it up, I think it's a no-brainer that the Rangers make the playoffs because Panarin's not even playing all that well right now. Zibanejad, he's kind of, you know, hit Zibanejad her Zibanejad feels like he's he's fighting something when you watch him play. But he still puts up points. It's yeah, insane. No, no, I'm just saying he feels like – I feel like he floats a little bit right now. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, last year with the with the COVID and all that stuff, maybe he's just a slow start kind of guy because okay. when he's on, man, he he's he's a, a dynamic player. Other than that, I think for the Rangers, that's kind of what I have. It, it's it's really nice to see. It's just nice to watch fucking hockey, man. Fuck ESPN Plus. They're not on tonight. I don't get it. Like, what games am I getting? Is this even really <laughs> worth it? I'm being really dramatic right now. But shout out to the guy on Reddit, on the Rangers Reddit. You can go and watch a free stream. If you go right to the Rangers Reddit, they have game threads every game. You click there, and I think it's just some dude fucking who somehow holding his phone up. up. No, no, it's good quality, but like you can see him pause it and shit. So it's like, but shout out to that guy. Um, that's what I have on the Rangers. What do we got on the bees? Because I talked to Hal. Yeah. And Hal said I shouldn't be drinking the brownie Kool Aid. <laughs> that he's not convinced that the Bruins and that he hates Tomas Nosek. That that's his impulse. Oh my God, Hal. Good Lord. That's what he had. That's what he has thus far. So, yeah, what are so we listen. All right. So that's talk to somebody you. else today. I also talked to somebody else today at yeah. Beer League who's a Bruins fan, and he's also not convinced at the defense. He thinks they're too small. Well, yeah, everyone's gonna be like, I want, I want 
all defensemen that are six three and can skate like the wind. It's just not. It's not. I want. Happen. I want six Aaron Ekblads. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so let me address Hal first in order. So <laughs> if his complaint is the fourth line center on the Bruins, then I feel like the Bruins are in a good spot. First okay. off, <clears throat> okay. Second off, apparently, and if you saw my blog. I'm calling this allegedly because I did not see the two road games. So as far as I'm concerned, they did not happen. Okay. So I didn't see them. I didn't see them. I don't know what happened. And I'm just going to say that, yeah, they're fine. Um, The biggest thing that happened with the Bruins against the Panthers uh, last night, because today's Sunday. Yeah. Um, (coughs) Cassidy demoted Pasternak. He bumped him down to the third line, like you were talking about with Lafreniere, um, and they elevated Craig Smith to the top line, and they put Lazar on the second line. Immediate paid paid off dividends immediately. I think the next or second shift after Lazar is instrumental in the first coil goal of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lazar's just a beast. Works the wall. He's a madman out there. And that coil Chris shot was sick. What's that? That coil shot was sick. Oh yeah, when he went far side. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, Charlie Coyle's healthy. Everybody's on him, and he wasn't healthy. He's playing on one leg uh, last year. Um, Craig Smith, in my opinion, is the catalyst of the top six. We know about the erection line, right? They they go and go and go, no problem. But Craig Smith, the motor on this guy is unbelievable. I still <laughs> understand why Natural let him go. Very underrated player, huh? Like, not oh many people God. know about him. He, he, if you watch him on the ice, he sprints. Sprint, sprint, sprint. And every time he has the puck, he'll look and then shoot. Look and then shoot. Like he looks for the pass, shoot. Look for the and one thing the Bruins have been doing as of late is they're getting like too cute overpassing, looking for the play. Well, they just need to simplify their hockey game. And I feel like Marshawn's aware of it because he was running around throwing the body everywhere. Bergeron, oh, who was it? I'm trying to remember who it wasn't Ekblad, but it was another veteran. Bergeron lined him up open ice, and I he very rarely does that. Very rarely. Yeah. So it was, I, I, I like the way they played. I think that um, the Omar Swayman, I think Omar is starting to get the the head of it for the number okay. one spot. And I think one thing I do like, they are super – Swayman is just the happiest kid on the planet. Huge hugs and smiles no matter who's out there. It's, it's great. I think it's great, and they're pushing each other. I think – like I like I said on the notes, we have the I think Detroit and Toronto this week are huge. I think yeah. those are big big games. The Toronto's a huge game. Florida win. Yeah, yeah, because if you guys can now, here's the thing: because you got to watch. Did you watch the Florida game? Yep. What's the final score? The shootout. And you won, right? Two to three. I guess what do you call it? Three to two, right? If it's two to two going in the shootout. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Charlie Coyle with a another just a great patient play. Talk to so what you what do you think of Florida? Are they the real deal? Yeah, I think they play a they play well, first off, that kid Anthony Duclair, ah, uh, he'd look great in a Bruins uniform. The Duke, he was he was on the Rangers for Bay Flies. Yeah, he is silky. He is his he stands out out of their whole team, he stands out yeah. to me. Um yeah, I think they're I think they're a good team. Uh I think I mean who knows what's gonna happen with Quenville being out now if there's uh you know what happens in terms of the uh the morale and everything for the team, or maybe some of them knew about it and they're going to be like, great. And they're going to go on a little bit of a run. Uh, I think that kid Spencer Knight, the goalie is a legit goalie. He, uh, his first career loss was this. Well, technically it's a overtime loss. So he's still regulation undefeated as a, as a pro, 
But yeah, he he was good. He was sharp. He was out on top of his crease, challenging shooters. I thought he was a good goalie. He looked good, anyways. Um, yeah, no, I think Florida's a real team. I I picked them to be in the playoffs. I think didn't you? Yeah, I, yeah. I it's I do. Then like it's weird because I obviously like the Rangers growing up, but I, for some reason I was a huge Florida Panthers fan, like huge. I loved the Beezer. He was like my favorite. Yeah, goalie. yeah, yeah. And Scott Mellenby, he didn't have a neck. He would just go around, just beat the wheels off of people. He was fucking. All sweet. right, so I lived in Florida during that run. Oh, no shit. The year of the rat. And we used to go up to games. I lived down the Keys. We used to go up to games. And uh, you know the whole story with Mel and B, right? Yeah, he, he killed the rat, and that's why the rats get tossed he on killed, the ice. He yeah. killed a rat in the locker room pregame, and it was like a slap shot. He put it off the wall, and it was so they <clears> circled <throat> it with tape on the wall, the remains of the rat, because it stopped. Into the rat. And it happened. It just so happened it was the Chinese New Year of the rat that year. So it was right, the year yeah. of the rat. So then whenever they scored, they threw the rats. It was great. It was and, and actually I, another good player they have who was a bees cast off and he never really found his rhythm here is uh Frank Vitrano. Yeah. And he looks good down there. Him and uh is he Mark the Springfield Wood. Rocket? What's that? Is he the Springfield Rocket? He, yeah, yeah. East Long Meadow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he him and uh Connor Clifton had a nice little thing going. Neither they were hunting each other all over the ice last night. You love to see nice. That. Yeah, I do love yeah, it was good. Sports. Uh we're oh, now gonna go. Oh, oh, sorry. One last thing about the Bruins, because it's really kind of the Bruins. Uh, longtime uh, Bob Newmeyer, longtime sportscaster here in Boston, passed away. Congestive heart failure. He did the Bees radio for years, the play-by-play. He did college hockey, the Bruins, the Whalers, a little bit of everything. He was a top uh, horse handicapper as well. He, like, could pick like Eddie O does. He, he was, <laughs> except he wasn't annoying like Eddie. Uh, one, of, one of the big three sportscasters when – back when there was only three channels in the Boston area. So Numi was a great, uh, great voice for years. Just an <laughs> upbeat, happy guy. I mean, he's the sports guy. How can you not be in a bad mood? Right. But yeah, yeah rest in peace. To rest Numi. in peace, man. Shout out to that guy. I dude fucking I feel like everybody's just dying now. It sucks. Like you see all these fucking like old it's you get old, man. Fucking blows. All right. Uh beer league. Uh we're recording a little bit late at a beer league game tonight. I think we won like 10 to 2. I went I went two and two. Uh, uh, shout out to oh, I think they had three. It was ninth. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but shout out to our goalie Les. He stood on his head when he had to. Uh, older dude, he played in the WHL. Fucking real cool. His son is one of the defensemen. Guy's an absolute psychopath. Doesn't wear a cage. Gets out there. Fucking. He, he's just a warrior. Love that guy. Uh, I, I we played a fucking pretty complete game. Uh, I dude, I fucking toe dragged this guy and ran directly into somebody else. So I had my hands like in tight. And I just like, I punched myself really, really hard in the chest, immediately bent over. I'm doing the, uh, and I have, that hasn't happened to me in so long. And I, that's like a top five worst feeling, not being able to fucking breathe and like knowing you're okay. And you're like, Oh God, I really hope people aren't hearing me fucking sound like a little (laughs) bitch right now. Oh, it's the worst, but it was nice. We, we had a, uh, do we have a week off or that? I don't know. It was just nice seeing the boys. You love seeing the boys. Uh, Shout out to the fucking Farley, J- Jimbo, uh, JJ, Drew, nine boys that we came to play. So uh, I, I keep telling we get in the locker room after the games, and I tell them that the season doesn't start until the championship game. So I think we're kind of rallying around that. So <laughs> that, that's uh, that's beer league for me. What about you? Anything going on? Uh, we had I had two games last week. We got two games upcoming. Uh, one bowl. Uh, the upper level. <laughs> the upper level game. Uh, Tight game, 
uh, were up by, I think, a goal, maybe two, and they pulled the goalie. Face off Don Arend. This one kid who I play with, who literally is a kid to me, like I graduated high school with his dad. Shout out Andrew and Mike. Uh, so Andrew's very vocal. He was actually, when I coached my JV coach, I brought him on as a JV coach. Uh, he's very vocal, always telling the old guys who don't know what they're doing, where to be. Yeah. We're in the face off and this kid, I mean, listen, we're playing beer league. And if you're wearing 88, <laughs> kind of a donkey anyways, but he was the kid who was like yelling at everybody like, oh, you have my stick. And, oh. Yeah. It's annoying. So it's like, fuck off. And so me and him are on the face off and Andrew's like, Brown, you got to tie that guy up. So, <laughs> take the face off. I have my stick over his. They drop the puck and I pivot because it went to the wall behind me. So I pivot and my my stick ends up between this guy's legs. Yep. Right? Yep. So you told me to tie him up. He's clearly younger, faster, and better than me. But the one thing I have is leverage and, <laughs> and anger right. at this yeah. fucking asshole. So I literally can't open oh, him. Boy. Oh, and boy. he went flying. He must weigh like 100 pounds, this kid. So he went flying and landed on one of the refs and spilled him too. Oh, boy. Yard sale. Corral the puck, flip it out. Time runs out. We get in the locker room, and they're all like, Brownie, that was sick. And I'm like, <laughs> if you're going to dump a guy, dump the ref too. And yeah. <laughs> how, how are you on face-offs? Are you smacking sticks or what? No, no. Actually, I've been playing wing because we had uh, a guy there who wanted to take face-offs. And I'm like, yep, you do it. Man. You break oh. your stick. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and I'm playing D on the on the D level. And that's – yeah, they're great guys. They're just so happy to be there. I was – one day we, – we, the first game we were down by a goal and I'm waving – to the goalie to get off, you know, yeah. I'm like, get off. I'm waving. And three guys on the bench started waving. I'm like, I'm not saying hi, <laughs> get the fucking goalie off. Get, get the but, goalie out there. Let's get another guy out there. But it's great is that the defense, cause I'm playing D on the D the defense now is this whole biggest, better bit of swag. Right. Cause I'm like driving them a little bit. Yeah. And they're chirping the offense. The last game, the D, I think, scored all the goals. So they're like, well, you know, if you guys want to just get out of our way, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I it's love great. I love the ongoing battle between forwards and defensemen. Oh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. There. It's always there. So, yeah. But that was our beer league. I think I got another game next week. We'll check back in, but that's what we got for that. Now we're going to hop into Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. This week is all about positivity for me. I have two heroes. I'm just going to rattle them off. Boom, boom. You right. mentioned the Seattle crack and what they were doing with the camera. Did you see the Philadelphia Flyers, how they put their logo and you have a square screen and it goes down and bounces up. And then it oh, goes yeah, down yeah, and yeah. Always wants to go to the corner. Give that guy a fucking raise, whoever thought yep. of that. Because that was – and you can't make it happen every night. Like you can only no. pick like three nights a year that it actually happens where people fucking go nuts. But And the fact that it's Philly – Right. And the office took place in Scranton. And there was that famous episode where they had that whole thing. Yeah. So it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then my second here of the week goes to Middle Tennessee State University club team. Uh, DJ Zumi is the assistant coach there. I got to watch him play Florida State. They spanked up. I think they put up nine goals. Florida State's goalie had 79 saves. And Jesus Christ. Absolute spanking. That team's filled with a bunch of psychopaths, and they're a lot of fun to watch. This one kid scored and just started pointing at the ref and pointing at the goalie, and he knew he got a penalty. He didn't even go down the line, went right to the box, like all jacked up. Everybody's like fucking going like this on the bench and shit, and it's like, <laughs> oh, what is going on? There were a lot of people that actually went to Middle Tennessee State uh, club hockey game, so that was, that was kind of cool to see. 
I, I guess I'm going to give it zero really, really quick. Florida yeah. State had practice uniforms. Their uniforms weren't in yet, so they looked atrocious. Nobody had matching socks. Nobody had matching jerseys. It was just a really bad look to Florida State, especially if you're seminal. You'd think that the college would, like, throw you some fucking jerseys. But mm. um, well, let me ask you about that. Speaking of – and to go off on a tangent, to speaking of unis, are you one of those guys that likes everything to match? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think even to the point where if ever if one person has a fishbowl, like everybody wears a fishbowl. Really? I'm like I'm a big like team team. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I I it just looks better, man, to me. And like, it, I think the Bruins Poshnak uses electrical tape. Like I'm cool with that. Like you can add like little things, but you need socks, you need matching pants, you need matching helmets. Like it drives me nuts. I just think it's just a fucking rough look. And I don't know. And and, and I'm saying that as I'm wearing Rangers fucking pants and like on a green and white team like <laughs> but i i just i don't know i think it looks super clean when everything's matching same helmets same fucking yeah. same gloves but that's just kind of what about you you you're kind of whatever i uh, yeah i it's funny is uh i only wear like so uh, i think the teams i play in we have socks but i only will wear them for games yep so if it's like a pickup skate or i'm filling in for someone i won't wear those socks what do you wear I'll wear like, well, those are like game socks, like knit, you know, heavy yeah, yeah. but when I'm just filling in or playing for somebody else, I'll wear like the mesh ones, like old beaters. Oh, that's kind of cool though. Yeah. I only wear the socks match, Ma- match each other. You mean like yeah. a matching pair? Oh yeah. yeah, dude. I'm not good enough to do that. Okay. And what, yeah. no, 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 that's not even good enough. You don't want to be the guy who has unmatching socks. Cause I'm, I immediately think that guy, I hate that guy. Yeah. Same here, but he's usually pretty good. He normally thinks he's pretty good. Now, what oh, color? Right. Now, what color laces do you have on your skates? White, dude. Fuck okay. that. Yeah. All right. White. So you're you're clad. No, I appreciate that. And then my last question: When you put your socks on, or like, what what's your what's your sock to skate? Like, are you going tongues out or tongues in? Where is the sock tucked in? So, I have been toying with the idea of completely tucking my tongue. I keep going, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. <laughs> and I chicken out the last minute because I'm skating only games. I'm not doing any pickups. So you're tucking in underneath your shin pad, you mean? Yeah. That's right now, well, right now, I just pull my sock down over it. So it's kind of out, but kind of tucked. Okay. That makes sense. Give, give it a go because when you put it underneath the, sh- the shin pad, for me at least, I feel like I have a lot more stability in that. Ooh, all right. Then, I will try then, that tomorrow then, night. In the back of your skate, do you does it go over the Achilles heel protector or do you tuck it into it? Wait, what? You, oh no, 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 it goes over. The sock goes over. See, I used to do that, and I used to get tripped a ton, and I wish that I didn't do that. And the reason why I did do that is that's what Brian Leach used to do. Brian Leach uh-huh. would go all the way down, and but people have different things. I remember growing up like that was like a dusty fucking thing to do. Now you're watching NHL players do, it, and it's like, well, who the fuck is really dusty now? You fucking asshole. The like, other thing. Oh, speaking of like how you do Brian Leach, uh. I, I, well, first off, I have to wear a long sleeve shirt. Have to, have always, to, always. Yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I wear it all the way down with the padded wrist guard. Okay. Like, right. Yeah. And I like to bring it around like this so it sits just nice and doesn't yeah. roll up the sleeve. Yeah. But then I put on the elbow pad, but I like my jersey to be about here, about elbow, like Marshawn. So your your elbow pads are showing a little bit. Just the bottoms, because I'm, I'm always I'm, I'm always adjusting them. I'm, I'm always the adjusting them. And I like my our jerseys down here are tight enough where I bring it up, it'll fucking stay, so I don't have to worry about it. Which right, is- no, no. When I'm saying I'm adjusting, I feel like I'm always adjusting my elbow pads throughout the game. I feel like every fucking hockey. I like elbow pads are 
and it's weird, man. They're the most delicate piece of equipment. I would never buy a brand new pair of elbow pads because the things that they have now are gigantic and you can't move. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people use lacrosse elbow pads. Which That's what I used to wear. I used to wear lacrosse elbow pads. And what 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 helmet cage uh, combo are we working with you? Uh, Bauer with a Oakley visor half shield. Okay, does it, it's just a visor, no cage. No cage. Oh fuck yeah! So you got good style, dude. Yeah, well, you know why I don't like. Well, I don't like a cage because I I chew gum when I play. Yeah, and I blow bubbles constantly, <laughs> and I've gotten it stuck on the cage before, and I'm like, this sucks. If Brownies beer league team is listening to this, you got to start calling this guy Bubbles. You have to start <laughs> calling Bubbles Brownie, man. Unreal. But watermelon, watermelon, bubblicious every game. Every fucking game. And. I forgot it to one game last week, and I literally – I don't – this is the team I'm new on. And I'm like, I can't be late. And they're like, oh, what happened? I'm like, oh, I was looking for watermelon bubble. Dude, I always had a case, and they're I just like, forgot it. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, I can't – I don't know if I could skate. Am I going to get hurt? I was very tentative my first few shifts. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. All right, man. Beer oh, my hockey. hero. Sorry. Yeah. All right, so I have two heroes. One's Kyle Beach. Easy, right? Kyle yeah. Beach, my hero of the week. My other one is Keith Robinson, the Bruins head equipment manager. Uh, he worked his 2,000th game for the Bruins. Okay. I don't even – I should have done this instead of doing this live on the thing. 2,000 so NHL games. 2,000 though. divided by 82. It's 24-plus years. Seasons. I mean, there's playoff runs too, I'm sure. Can you yeah. imagine the stories that motherfucker has? I tried looking for him on social media to see if I get him on the pod. I he's got no social media footprint at all. We gotta find this fucking guy somehow, some way, man. Like that, the stories. I oh. would love. To, he probably won't do it because he's active. I would like to get an old equipment manager on and just be like, "Oh, speaking of getting people on, oh, you yeah. had a pretty good fucking week too." Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna say anything because you know, in case it doesn't happen, okay. both of us. All right, big well, things well, coming for the pod. Big things. Yeah, big things. Shout out, shout out to you. I fucking all right, love that. so my zero. Are people who turn their fucking lights off on Halloween because you don't want to give out candy? Fuck off. Go to the store, spend 15 bucks, put a bowl outside. And first off, you're a fucking donkey if you don't give out full size in these diamonds, right? <laughs> you're a fucking pigeon. Number one. Number two, uh, put the light on. If you don't want to deal with people, that's fine. Put the bowl outside and say, take what you want. It's not a fucking hard thing. It's right. just when I was a kid, I can't remember. And I even texted two different guys I grew up with trying to find out. We grew up on a road that was up a hill, was another neighborhood, and there was a Red Sox player that lived up there. And I cannot fucking remember the, for the life of me the guy's name. But he, and we knew they were home because back then the Red Sox sucked. They were always around in Halloween, they, they weren't playing. And uh, he was never home, lights all off. And he had a fucking security guard sitting at the end of his driveway for cabbage night and Halloween to make sure no one fucked with this house. Just fuck off, man. Yeah, dude. I, it takes two seconds. Now, yeah. I remember growing up, we'd have to, like, check the candy and shit. Like, do people still do that? Was yeah, that I, listen, I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to a podcast today. They were saying the razors in your candy urban legend from when we were kids is now people giving kids uh, gummies, like pot brownies shit. You know what I mean? Like, chewable. Uh, you know, it's urban legends. It's never happened. Yeah, but if we're changing from razors to pot gummies and you can check your kids and you're just getting a ton of pot gummies, that's a huge W for the parents. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But I don't yeah. think either one are happening, to be perfectly honest. Fair enough. 
All right, that's what that's this week's uh, Heroes and Zeros. Now we're going to go into our spooky Halloween three stars. <laughs> All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week time, Brownie, break it down. All right, so for Halloween, we were talking about maybe doing costumes, maybe doing candy. Disco, our Capitals writer, uh, suggested we do uh, Halloween movies. So we said, you know what? Three stars, hat trick, let's do all three. So we're going to give you our three stars, movie, costume, candy, three to one, like that. All right, what do we want to start with? Oh, I was going to do, like, my three stars. I was going to do movie, costume, candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what genre do we want to go with first? What do you mean? No, no, well, I was going to do all three at once. Oh, okay, yeah, go for it. Why, do you want to do it? individually well we could do movies and then we could do candy and then we could do costumes if we wanted to but yeah man dude you you run on the show yeah whatever you want all right let's let's do movies what's your movie okay well i'm gonna start by first saying that i don't like scary movies at all i i won't watch them i'm terrified of them i don't enjoy them they're not fun i don't understand why people would pay money to do it do you watch like do you watch like serial killer documentaries (laughs) documentaries uh no uh uh maybe yeah, I find that more interesting, like procedural, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But like slasher. And listen, don't get me wrong. I love fucking zombies. I probably watched every zombie movie on the planet. We have a ongoing discussion at work about how we would survive the zombie apocalypse. I have been toying with the idea of writing how the Bruins would fare in a zombie apocalypse if I'm ever bored during like the all-star break. That because, would have been great. Yeah. Oh, it's still I can still do it. The uh <laughs> I love zombies. I'm prepared for the zombie apocalypse. I think I'll thrive, actually, and I feel like the pandemic showed me that. <laughs> but that being said, I don't like scary movies at all. Okay. So I I I looked up Halloween movies trying to get an idea, and they're saying movies that just were scary had nothing to do with Halloween. Right. Like Ghostbusters. I'm like, that's not a Halloween movie. You mm-hmm. could make the argument that the original Karate Kid was a Halloween movie because it was a Halloween scene. Right. So... All right, so my third star movie, Halloween, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, I mean, I love a Charlie Brown. Fucking classic. Yeah. Charlie Brown's I, a man. Charlie, whenever Charlie Brown's on TV, like, you're having a good day. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? I've never good, had a bad day. Linus Schroeder. Yeah. Fucking great. He never gets the football. No, like, never. Learn. never. That's a good one. I like that. No. I uh, For my movie, I'm not a, like I love scary movies, but I didn't even like think about doing a scary movie. I want Practical Magic. Have you ever seen that movie? It's with Sandra Bullock and Nicole oh, Kidman. Yes, with Nicole couple, Kidman, too. A couple sisters, and they do midnight margaritas and they kill yeah. the boyfriend and whatever. Good call. Uh, Harry, Harry Connick, right? Yep. Me and me and my mom, like, we watched that growing up. So every Halloween, that's like a movie nice. that we watch. And Sandra Bullock, absolute rocket. So underrated. I think she's so fucking hot. And the fact that she <laughs> dated a motorcycle dude with a ton of tattoos, you know. All right. Bullock. So when I lived in South Carolina, I uh, I had a uh, job. We we uh, we were pharmaceutical sales and we were on the phone all day. And this is pre-internet and stuff. So you, all the girls I worked with were always had like the magazines. So you flip through them while they're on hold trying to get to your person. I had this theory that if I ever met Sandra Bullock, I would have a shot. Oh, so, oh yeah. So, and because of like Jesse James and stuff. So, if anyone that worked at that company years ago is listening to this, they're going to be like, oh my God, he's still on about this. Yeah, that was, I always contended that. I'm like, she's so down to earth. If I ever met her, I think I'd have a shot. So. I, it's, Sandra Bullock's awesome. And then, like, 
whenever I'm home, we do like these bonfires at night and shit. And like when it gets midnight, we do midnight margaritas from that movie. Nice. So, like, it, it's just it's a it's a movie that reminds me, you know, you gotta set up the movie. sheet and watch it outside. Yeah, dad has the midnight margaritas. Surprise your mom when you come right home. on the side of the garage or something. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. But yeah. Yeah. a good movie again, not scary. I, I feel like people are probably expecting else, but that's a Halloween movie though. Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. Now, want to do what one are we doing now? Candy or costumes? Are we going to? Oh, all right. I thought we were going to finish the. All right. No, no. Let's. Your, cho uh, your choice. Oh, wait. Was I supposed to do three for each of these? Yeah, I thought we were. Oh, I thought we were doing one. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, I'll come up. Okay. You go next. All right. So, what am I doing? Am I doing costume or. No, keep, keep going movies. Keep doing movies. All right. I can come up with some. My number two Halloween movie is a classic Rocky Horror Picture Show. Halloween okay. movie. <laughs> you, right. if, you've ever, if you've never been i suggest you do go to a live viewing because you want to go with people that have seen it before with all the dancing and the singing and the acting out it's hilarious and it's a good time and that's my halloween movie because it's not too scary and you think sandra bullock was a rocket susan sarandon back in the day was a rocket so. susan sarandon and Paul durham dude oh yeah there you go uh, any any pots i think that's what her name was Maybe. um my second star it's not a movie I'm going to go with Stranger Things. I know it's new. It's that like kid, oh. it's the, the bunch of kids on Netflix. And like, I don't really know if it's Halloween. I think they probably have a couple Halloween scenes, but like they did a really good job. The vibe is Halloween. Yeah. They do a really, really good job keeping it spooky where it's not like you're like scared to death of what's going on, but like you're entertained. Eleven, the the kid who has a lisp with the curly hair, he's a big Rangers fan. They always bring oh, yeah, that yeah, in yeah, for yeah. the first night. So Stranger Things, number two star for, I guess, Halloween movies. There you go. My number one Halloween movie is Coco. My daughter loves it. Okay, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, it, you'd like it. It's uh, it's it's the story of the Day of the Dead, Dia de, Dia de las Muertas, and which is Halloween the in Day of the Dead. America. Yep. yep. And it's about this kid who wants to be a um, musician. His parents want to be a cobbler. He thinks he has this historic connection with this famous singer, and. We so we learned about Day of the Dead years ago, and we said if we ever have a kid, we're going to incorporate this into our our Halloween. And then we had Riley, and we she loves like the sugar skull. She has them like stickers all everywhere. And we have the uh, we I built in a friend day, which is like the altar, and it's a nice theory. It's like you honor the people that you've lost by toasting <coughs> them and making their favorite food. And we so we have this. A friend day that we painted and decorated all bright colors and we put up their pictures um, and we talk about them and we're getting stories together for Riley so we can not lose any memories. And like <laughs> we had a chicken die and Riley and the chicken's name was Kush and Riley wanted a picture of Kush on the uh, friend day. So we did that. Yeah, there's little spirit animals we order every year and we paint them with her and stuff. So it's nice. And Coco is really, really good movie about that whole holiday. Highly I'll have to check that out. I've never, never, yeah. I never. believe it's Pixar. I believe. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. Um, and this is gonna be my third star. I'm gonna kind of like switch it up, and I'm I'm gonna just go with a scary movie that has nothing to do with Halloween. But The Conjuring, man, that fucking movie fucks me up every single time I watch it. Super scary. The second one also very scary. I'm I like scary movies. I don't know why. Most of the time I spend looking like this <laughs> the whole time, but I'd go Conjuring. That's probably my favorite scary movie. You need to mix in one. So, um. Uh, all right, let's do uh, let's do candy. What what are, what are we going with candy wise for you? All right, so my number three star, peanut M and M's. That's my I, favorite candy of all time. Really nice. Yeah. Well, Enjoy. I was thinking. So we've already established that it has to be full size, right? Mm -hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> and growing up, I looked at it not like now I can obviously buy any candy I want, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm the boss of myself. But um, when I was a kid, you know, I, someone was allergic to peanuts. And my brother, I know I was allergic to peanut butter when I was a little kid, but I just kept eating it. And I was like in a rash until like age 12 and I outgrew it. But we weren't allowed peanut M&Ms ever. So when I got them, I was like, score. And that oh, was, so I'm, I'm looking back, viewing through like my 12-year-old self eyes candy-wise. No, and I agree with that. I, I'm okay with that. I'm a, all, This is going to be strictly as a kid for me. Yeah. Third star, the Tootsie Roll Pops. I would Ooh, love to get those good Tootsie one. Roll Pops. Those were good. The blue, the orange, how many likes you get in the center of a Tootsie Pop? I don't think anybody ever actually figured that out. No, but the owl, do you remember? Like that, yeah, yeah. that's Halloween. So that'd be my third star. What's your favorite? Two things for you on the Tootsie Pops. What's your favorite color? Number one, orange or blue. The purpley blue. Yeah. 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 Was fun. You know about the wrapper, right? What about the wrapper? So if you, years ago, if you open up the wrapper and look at it, if you have three whole circles, right? Because you know the Tootsie logo. Yeah. It can't be cut off at all. If you have three whole circles and the Indian or Na sorry, the Native American shooting at the star, mm -hmm. when those first came out, you could bring that wrapper in to get a new one. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <coughs> That's kind so, of a cool little. So then I don't know if they they, are, they probably don't still do that anymore because um, where are you going to go buy one Tootsie Pop? Uh, but now people save them just for good luck. No shit. So next time you eat a Tootsie Pop, you have to look for it. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. What's your number two star? Uh, my number two star is peanut butter cups. Again, the peanut butter, peanut butter, but the added bonus to this one, shout out to my dad, Joe B. Uh, my dad will always take them from us because he loved peanut butter cups. So if there were the best peanut butter cup was the peanut butter cup that my dad missed in our pile of candy. And you were like score the golden peanut butter cup. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Makes so that's why that one remembers. I like that. Yeah, um, my second, two. my second star, I'm going with sweets. Uh, nerds and smarties. I oh, like yeah. uh, nerds are always kind of a nice touch because it's just like you can just hammer it really, really quick. And the smarties, man, I fucking I can't tell you how many smarties I've eaten in my life. I was just <laughs> those are my sweets. Whenever those kind of come in, that's the only time you see them is Halloween. So I had a captain once for a beer league team. He gave us like a, a preseason. Like I think we got together for beers and a barbecue, and he gave us uh, little mirrors. Little mirrors and, and smarties. The mirrors was to look at yourself. Don't point the finger to anybody else. And the smarties was to pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right, so my number one? Is that where we're at? Yeah. Yeah, that's where we're at. My number one candy for Halloween, the sugar daddy. You remember the sugar daddies? No. You know what sugar babies are, right? The little chewy... Like the milk, like the cow no, no, no. tails. There were like these little balls of like caramel. So the sugar daddy was like this rectangular taffy that you sucked on. It would stretch. Oh my! It was like a hundred percent sugar. No but sugar. they probably don't even make them anymore. I never even heard of them. It's like a Charleston oh, yeah. Chew. Oh no, I remember Charleston Chew, but yeah, sugar daddy. It was. Uh, <laughs> I to be honest with you, I don't even know what the fuck it was, but it was. Sugar, well, I'm gonna look up the wrong thing when I say sugar daddy. I just realized that I was yeah, I'm gonna have to do this on I have to do this step separately. But yeah, it was a great it was I think it was I think it was like hard caramel that they did something you sucked on it and it was just like it would get stuck in your teeth, you'd be eating it for days, and it was 
A rectangular shape like lollipop. Yeah, sugar daddy. I'm gonna have to Google that. Uh, Be careful. Say like, sugar daddy candy, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, I mean. My number one goes to the. Uh, it's crackle, and the yellow. Go. You know the the Hershey the Hershey bars. You have like the milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and then the red one's crackle, and then the yellow one is good something good. Was year. it Mr. Good Bar? Good Bar. Yes, yep. good bar and crackle. You never see that candy. That's a Halloween candy through and That's through. That's right. That's a Halloween That's only candy. Dummy those things, dude. Those yeah. are so good. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I didn't think of that. I forgot yeah. about the crackle is good too. That was like the the off-brand Rice Krispies. Oh, they were so good, dude. <laughs> I'd love me some Rice Krispies. But that uh that is our candy and now we have costumes. All right. Now these are three favorite costumes that we've worn. That's what I went with. Okay. So my number three, uh, years ago bartending, uh, me and a girl I grew up with who we, we were friends all through high school, college, but we bartended together at this one place and we went as Mickey and Minnie Mouse. <laughs> okay. And like we that. got like the big, we got like big shoes at like the toy store and spray painted them yellow, all black with like the red and we had tail, the ears, the whole makeup. We cleaned up that night. I think we worked Halloween night at this bar and we cleaned up, me and Mary. <laughs> this yeah. mouse, dude. I like yeah. that. It was a good one. My third star. I went to Scooby Doo a couple years ago. That that was one that I went with. Uh, I got the whole costume. Unfortunately, I got it too small. So like, I needed to make alterations in the fact that like I needed to be able to breathe, like in in the lower extremity region. So <laughs> I had to. That was just a mess. Shout out to Mrs. Clap who sewed that up for me. I'll never forget that. Uh, we went to Scooby Doo. It was an awesome costume. Did did very well, and it's always my birthday, so it's always an extra. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's a uh, that's my that's my third star. All right, so my number two star, uh, from probably age, I don't know, <laughs> eight to twelve, maybe. We, me, and my buddy from across the street. He was taller than me. I'm more stocky than him. Blues Brothers every year. Oh yeah, we're the that's Blues That's easy. Brothers. That's easy. Great. Was yeah. great, and it was right when like Blue. I don't know when Blues Brothers came out, but I feel like it was the era. And we because it's the easiest costume, and you don't and really we, spend that much money on it either. No, no, we just had it every year. Yeah, that that's clutch. Um, I'm gonna back in the day when we went out to we used to go out with pillowcases and get them full almost with candy. Yeah, I uh, I pinch pennies when it comes to costumes in Halloween. I I I can't do it anymore. Uh, my second star, Stewart's. Uh, employee, there's a hometown gas station that sells like deli dogs and ice cream and shit. And I got the uh, I got the visor. Uh, all the girls that work dressed up like hot dogs. We ended up getting on the Stewart's main page. We won like a hundred dollar gift card somewhere. So Stewart's employee, that was pretty cool. That's when nice. me and Gary Dake shout out get shout out to the uh, my president. So um, yep, that'd be my second star. Nice. All right, my number one star. This is a bit of a story for you, bud. Let's go break it down. So. When I lived in Key West for Halloween, they have what's called Fantasy Fest. And it's a weekend-long festival, and every year is a theme. And one year, the theme was Hollywood. So I worked this bar with all these. It was like uh, he, Justin Midge. I think there was five of us. And the guy who owned the bar, Stuart, Tall English dude, he was like, we should go as the Bond girls and we'll make the place. We worked at this roof deck bar, uh, Limbo's, no longer no longer there, unfortunately. But um, he wanted to make the whole thing look like a, a casino. 
And we're all going to dress as the Bond girls. So we all went, all our girlfriends at the time lived together or near each other. And we all went there. They duded us up. We were all in drag. Like, but not good drag. It was like ugly women drag. We, yeah. We all had like bikini tops and mini skirts. Yeah, pictures. Huh? Do you have pictures? Yeah, I can find them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have no shame. I'm fine with it. So we went and we had to walk all the way down Duval Street, which is the main drag. And at one point, we hopped up on a float because we knew the girls on the float that were dancing to this song. So we rode the float for a little while. So we go to work and we're all working dressed as these horrendous looking women that were Bond girls. And then Stuart kind of disappeared in the middle of the night and he comes back, this fucker. And he's a tall, lean, good looking guy. He comes back in a white tuxedo as James Bond. Which was <laughs> Out of nowhere. And the whole time. And we were like, you fuck. <laughs> so he got us all to dress as Bond girls. And uh, he is, uh, he was Bond and it was hilarious. I mean, we're talking, Jesus, I don't even know when this was. I can't even tell you. It was like 97 maybe or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. We're going to need pictures of that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll find them. I have no problem. I actually, I know the exact person. I could probably send her a message right now down in Atlanta, and she'd probably be like, bing, bing, here they are. Yeah. Done. She loves tagging me in them every once in a while. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I'll send uh, it to you. My first star goes to my first ever Halloween costume. I was a bumblebee. Nice. I was an adorable little bumblebee. What, 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 do you know your first costume? No. I have to ask my mom. I have no idea. See, do a little homework. See if we can find that out. Yeah. I'll have to figure that out. Little Bumblebee, man. Oh, hey, speaking of homework, did you watch that thing? I didn't get a chance to watch the thing. I didn't watch the thing because I was told that I was being uh, set up. Oh, yeah. At, who, at, was uh, that, that, who was that that told you that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have people I on saw the inside. His name is Coach. That's all I know. That I, had people, I had people on the inside. So Listen, uh, I was not trying to set you up. Set me I up. I see how it is. I guy, guy gets a few podcasts under his belt and he's trying he's trying to take me down. I no, no, no. Listen, what I, I definitely tried to set you up with Hal last week. That was a definite setup. But this, I wanted you to I read when when this when this story uh about Sid Finch first came out, I read it not realizing it was a prank. And just finding out the truth was so awesome that I wanted you to have that. And the beauty of it is the documentary is only like 30 minutes they don't tell you it's a joke for like the first 15 it's fantastic so to your buddy thanks for fucking ruining it (laughs) (laughs) well uh i'll have to i'll have to give it a track but it's hilarious it's it's such a good story it's it's like lighthearted. it would never happen today you know it was perfect time and place but yeah when you text me like oh my buddy says it's fake i'm like yeah no shit fucking donkey we're gonna wreck the surprise good lord He's the guy who's like coming into the surprise party, like, hey, I had my back. He had my back. I would have came in here and been like, I can't believe this happened. Like, holy shit. No, they tell you in the documentary that it's fake. That's what would have made great. I'll I'll, I'll still watch and check it out. Guys, killing our content. (laughs) (laughs) But that was uh, was this week's episode of the Morning Skate, episode 224. It was heavy, it was lighthearted. We got it done. Brownie, you have anything else for our listeners? No, happy Halloween, and as always, God bless you, Jerome Ginla. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. Oh, maybe I'd like to try to go to Jerome, go as Jerome Ginla some Halloween. That'd be sick. Just get in shape, get a hair, shave off my head. Just beat the shit out of people. 
Oh, it'd be awesome. Just I just walk around a Calgary Flames jersey. But anyways, God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are, you magnificent, glorious bastard. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next week. See ya.